0: A long time ago, in ancient Greece, there lived a guy named Zeno. Now, he would later be known as Zeno of Sidium because he would become a, a prominent figure in, in the history of philosophy. But at this time, he was fairly young and uh, he went to an oracle and asked it the age-old question, how do I live the good life? What What do I need to do in order to live the best life? And the oracle said simply, you must take on the complexion of the dead. If you would like to, I learn and and, and uh, hear about what exactly the oracle meant by that. Uh, listen to this here podcast. How about that? What up? My name is Will. Welcome to King with Will. Um, that was a little uh, a teaser to get you guys interested in stoicism. Um. because I think stoicism is really important I think it's one of the most applicable uh, schools of thought uh, in terms of like um, like practical use in in life my mom is actually a very staunch stoic Uh, she tries her best she like reads a bunch of stoic books and tries really hard to to be stoic in life and to follow this a philosophy of stoicism because really it, it's it's um it's a valuable uh a valuable way of thinking uh I, this is a week late yes last week I was sick and I got on and I tried to make the episode but I kept like my throat would get dry and I would cough and so I could have posted you know an episode then but I didn't think it would be worth listening to because I was just coughing and, and throat you know I, 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 I just sounded sick so uh, here I am it's a week late but I think that's for the best for both parties um, I'm feeling better though I still have some crap in my throat or yeah in my throat sometimes but for the most part I'm, I'm all right um, and so uh, stoicism as we will talk about is, is essentially uh, it, it well is is Commonly referred to as the the rival of uh, epicureanism and uh, you will come to see some of the the contrasts um that they have but at at their core they're similar in that they they claim to know how to live the good life and so um let's talk about stoicism hope you guys enjoy uh this episode i'm not really sure what we're gonna be doing next week but uh stop by for that Uh, but anyway Let's talk. All right, so this guy Zeno, uh, Zeno Obsidian, uh, is Zeno, Zeno of Sidium. It's called of Sidium because there were a lot of Zenos um, in, in, in history. So, like, when you say Zeno if it's not in a particular, in like a certain context where, like we're talking about stoicism. So when I say Zeno, I'm most likely referring to Zeno as Sidium, although there are plenty of Zenos that lived at that that time that I could be referring to. So uh, it's much like um, abbreviations, you know, like where you spell it out, you say the whole thing, and then... um, Thereafter, you use the abbreviation. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna say Zeno I'm ref- when I say Zeno, I'm referring to the, that Zeno, uh, and so when I say, I'm just gonna say Zeno from now on. Um, but Stoicism, again, in my eyes, is a very practical philosophy. I think it's um, one of the most valuable. And so, two, I guess, philosophy vocab words I want to get out of the way early here, um, and that are are imperative to understanding Stoic philosophy is uh, pantheism and uh, self-determinism. Now, I think I've talked about self-determinism in a previous episode, and if I haven't, um, then I did it in my other Stoicism recording last week where I was coughing. But um, self-determinism, yeah, I think I did. It's where, like, the, there is this place where we're going. How we get there is up to us, but we will get to this place, right? So it's like we're born with these predestinations, and we can make choices, and we have free will to some extent, but in the end, it's our, it's our intuitions and our instincts and the way we were born and grew up and what shaped us that will, you know, lead us to where we're going, um, and that's, contrary to and, uh, that, that's not um, I guess the same as fate because fate's like everything every minor detail is faint uh, is faded and there you have no free will soft determinism is like we have some free will but there is some um, extent of uh, a predestination so I will explain how that relates to oh my god I don't, my laptop is flipping out, but, um, I will explain how that relates to stoicism later, but pantheism is, I think, in my opinion, a harder, uh, thing to grasp, I guess. So, um, there's monotheistic religions, there's polytheistic religions, and then there's pantheistic religion. So pantheism is a belief that that everything is God. I, I think I think pan the prefix pan means all because mono is one, poly is many, but pan I think is all, right? So think of it like everything is God, right? So God isn't just a dude up in the sky, you know, like looking down on us with the white flowing hair and, then, and a nice beard, or even Morgan Freeman, for that matter. It's not one person. It's everything doing everything, right? So, like, the universe governs itself, and there's this sort of spirit or soul within everything that, you know, um, I guess, moves time along, and then causes things to happen in the way that they do. And so... Um, Stoicism, or and the, and the Stoics are, are are pantheistic. They don't believe in, say, one god or even many gods. They believe that well, everything is god, and and this sort of godly essence is called the divine logos. Right. So that the the divine logos is a little, it's like a, um, is it, yeah, it's exactly that. It's an essence, and it's in everything, and it it it, it functions. In the same way that uh, a monotheistic God would, right? It, it creates things and destroys things and moves things. It moves things along, and so us as humans, right? We have a bit of the divine logos within us as well, and so the divine logos is, um, it it, it gives everything its its purpose, right? So. An animal's purpose is to um, is is to reproduce, right, to, to further its genes, right, and, and to survive, right? But humans are are, are different uh, than animals in that we have the unique ability to reason, right? We have the you know primal survive and pass on the gene purpose. But we also have this purpose of reason, right? And so if the divine logos and if God, God in this case being everything, if, if the divine logos gave us the purpose to be reasonable and to use reason, then we should use it, right? And so that's where living in accordance with the nature comes from, right? Because nature in, in, in this case is the divine logos in our human nature, which is to be reasonable, right? And so, the divine logos is, is, um, is, is, a, is a reasonable force, right? So, it, it, it creates and destroys things infinitely, right? Time goes on infinitely, and there will always be a divine logos to, to govern things, whether or not the things are as they are now um that's to be seen right but there will always be a divine logos that is the the um, the the immortal factor of the world that we live in and if the divine logos wasn't immortal then um we you know things wouldn't exist right so The fact that that things are created and things are destroyed, (laughs) um, think of it as like the transfer of energy, right, And, and the life cycle and how, you know, water is, you know, gets collected and then it evaporates and then it precipitates and then it, you know, there's runoff and then we drink it maybe and then... We pee it, you know, and then that evaporates. And and there's just this constant flow of of energy and matter and things in, in the universe, right, that's governed by the divine logos. So the divine logos creates a perfect version of reality in every case, right? It always has, it always creates the most perfect version. And so most perfect in this case i i have read a lot about how the divine logos is reasonable and you know it wouldn't create an inferior version of the universe right it will always create the best one because it's reasonable but i don't i don't really think that that is the correct interpretation of of perfect i don't know exactly what, you know, the the, um, the Greek or where this idea originated from. But from what I've seen, perfect, in this case, to me at least, is to say that it's perfect and that it gets us to where we are now. So I watched a movie on Netflix called Mr. Nobody. Highly recommended. I think it has uh, Jared Leto. Uh, the guy who played the Joker in Suicide Squad, I forgot what his name was, but that, um, oh, wait. No, that's Jay Leno, right? Who's a jaywalking guy? Uh, yeah, that's Jay. So, uh, yeah, I think it's Jared Little. But anyway, um, in the movie, I'm not going to spoil it, but basically it's this old dude reflecting on the choices in his life and how they have impacted you know where he is now. So in the movie he has to choose between going with his so his parents are getting separated, right? And so he has to choose between his mom and his dad, right? And so his mom's on the train going away and his dad's at the station staying and he has to choose, right? They're both calling to him and he has to choose, right? There is this moment where a choice is inevitable, right? Even not choosing, you know, just you know, time time goes on, right? So so to not choose is to choose, right? Because at that moment he has to decide mom, dad or stay you know, stay where he is or just like run away, which is it was a choice in itself, right? So to say that something is perfect. And to say that the universe creates a perfect situation isn't to say that it is the superlative situation, right? It's not to say that it is the best possible, but it's perfect in that it is the one that we live in right now, right? So the divine logos governs everything. And so if it is the way it is now, it can't be any other way. Therefore, it's perfect in that it gets us it, it progresses us through time, right? And so uh, the whole moral in Mr. Nobody is that there is no wrong decision, right? Because if you are in a moment and you make a decision, that is the right decision because it's the decision that you chose, right? Because there's no going back. Because you can, you know, judge a choice after the fact. You can say, oh man, that was probably the wrong choice. Right between right and wrong, but it was the it was the correct choice because it it, it, it progressed you. And so um, this has little sparks of um, Socrates's: uh, no one willingly does evil, um, because if you do something, it's it's right to you, right? Because no one would do something that they that was evil, right? And so th- I mean that that's a whole. That's a whole nother argument. And I'm not even going to get into that because it's so complex. And I've had so many like debates on the the validity of that. And I'll most likely have someone on and talk about that. um, Because it's just so deep. But um, when the divine logos creates and destroys things, it's perfect in that it it moves us along. Right? (laughs) And so... Us as humans, we are basically just passengers in this, this, this game of, of life that that the divine logos is playing. Right, we have no control over anything beyond ourselves. Right, we ha- we don't even have control of our health. Right, because uh, you could just have some sort of like sudden brain aneurysm that you had no idea was even possible, right? And you just die. So there, there's this unexpected and uncontrollable elements of, of everything, you know? And the only things that we truly control are our thoughts and our actions. And so the things external to us that we can't control, they, the Stoics call them indifferences. So, you know, someone cutting you off, when you're driving, that's an indifference. Um, a bad test score—that's uh, that—that is actually an indifference because the test itself—you um, don't, you know, you, you you prepare as you will, right? So your actions—that means that you know you can study for the test, you can take the test to the best of your ability. But the actual results of the test, you can't go back and, and change. It's, it's just an indifference, right? So if you want to have a good result in the future, you should do the action now and exert your, you know, however much um, extent of, of, of control that we have on the results, right? Because you can have a bad test day, right? And there's, this dude sitting next to you that's just breathing super heavily, you know, nose and mouth breather, that totally distracts you and throws you off your game, so you take the test poorly, that's an indifference. You can't control that guy, right? You can only control, you know, how you take the test, right? And so that dude, reflect, um, that dude um, impairs your ability to act on the test but your acting in itself is uh, it, it, it's it's under your control, right? So you could guess and um, get a perfect score, however unlikely that may be. Uh, it, it's it's possible, right? It's within our control to do that. But whether or not the an- so it's I mean it's it's just try and okay. So like say you have a bubble sheet, right? So you can't control what the answers are, but you can control how you answer them. So you could do all A's and hope that it's all A's. Uh, that that much you can control, but you can't control the results. So in that, in that way, you can't control the results of the test. So what I'm getting to with all this, what all this means, right? So the very easy example is... <laughs> Someone cuts you off, right, when you're driving. And you get super pissed, right? You're like, oh, my God, dude, this guy is so dumb. Doesn't know how to drive, didn't pass, you know, didn't graduate high school. Whatever you want to say about this guy, this guy sucks, you know. And you don't even know what they look like. They could even be, you know, a a girl for for what, you know. You only see the back of their car. But you are letting that person their actions of that person negatively affect you you are basing your happiness on something that you can't control you can't control if that guy cuts you off right there's nothing you can do about it so why get why get mad about it right the divine logos will 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 work in in mysterious ways it will work in however way it wants and you have no control over it so if the divine logos wills that this driver cuts you off in the most atrocious way. That is as it is, right? That is the perfect situation in that it gets us to where we are now, right? It it progresses time. So you can get angry about it. You can get mad. But what what service does that really do? Because you, you have no control over it, right? So, um, I'm a big Ravens fan, as I've said previously on the podcast. I am very proud of how they did this year. Um, I last year I called that they were going to win the Super Bowl this year. Uh, They unfortunately didn't, but they did get really close. And for and I'm I'm proud of that prediction. That's like the first good, truly good sports prediction that I've ever done. But anyway, I digress. So if I'm watching a Ravens game and say Lamar Jackson is running and he fumbles, right, I can't control his ability to hold on to the ball, right? And if Lamar Jackson doesn't fumble and he does a really sweet juke and totally, you know, Uh, has, like, a highlight play, I you know, so I am basing how I feel on Lamar Jackson's performance. If he fumbles, I'm going to feel bad. If he gets a highlight play, I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel happy, (laughs) right? And in the end, I can't control how Lamar Jackson plays, so my happiness and my well-being is out of my control now logically that doesn't make sense and yet people do it because it's easy right because if i feel bad i can blame it on lamar jackson and say oh my god dude why can't you just hold on to the ball right um when they were playing the titans i think he fumbled like two or three times which is unlike him and i'm not gonna lie i was i was frustrated Right, I'm not like yelling at the TV and just punching it, right? But I'm like, oh man, you know, it's like a sort of dread when you see the 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 ball uh, out of out of his hands, and so that's that's my that's that's a fault by me. I shouldn't expect that nothing is gonna go wrong. That Lamar Jackson is going to make zero mistakes and that the Ravens are going to win zero to or like 99 to zero, right? And they're going to make no bad plays. And there is going to be no sort of adversity that they are met with. That's, that's an unrealistic expectation. And yet when we go in there and something bad happens, we get angry because we have unrealistic expectations. So what um, Marcus Aurelius, who was a, a, a Stoic emperor of Rome, um, that's how he like ran Rome well was um, through like Stoicism, right, and just like stay chill. But he he called for a, a, a ritual in which you get up every day and you say. Today is going to be the worst, right? I am going to be met with adversity. And I'm going to be met with these, you know, I am going to get cut off. Lamar Jackson is going to fumble. I am going to spill my coffee on my white Yankees jersey. I, I, I I am going to stub my toe on my bedpost. That is going to happen. And so when it does happen... Because cause bad things are, are to be expected in, you know, in daily life. That's just part of how things work, right? There always has to be bad in order for there to be good, right? So to expect the bad and to lower expectations, we are bettering our outlook, right? Because when we stub our toe, that's to be expected, right? When we stub our toe and we have that that ritual and the lower expectations we say okay yeah you know that happens and when we don't stub our toe we say oh that's really you know that's really nice i didn't stub my toe today so you appreciate the things that we now take for granted like not stubbing your toe like not getting cut off like getting the green light right so I guess the argument there is well, if you lower your expectations, then you you're telling yourself that your day sucks, and and not not necessarily. If you lower your expectations, you are expecting bad things to happen because they do, right? And so we, I would rather tell myself that today is going to be the worst than today is going to be the best because then. Everything is going to set me off, right? If I say that my day is worse or is going to be the worst, then things are more likely to cheer me up than not, if that makes sense, right? It's, it's, it's sort of like happiness in that if we expect everything to be great, then we're going to be let down because not everything can meet that expectation of being great, right? So to live the good life and to take on the complexion of the dead to get back to Zeno, is 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 to um oh man I was just listening to this Pitbull song. It was a throwback um with Neo. Oh man. alright, let's get no Ooh, give me the time is it give me the Time of My Life or something like that? Time of My Life, something like that. But um Pipple he has this little like monologue in the middle of the song where he's like if you're going through hard times you know and if you're like uh, you know what actually let me let me play it if i can it is a good song uh it's 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 definitely um definitely a classic time of our lives pipple and neo Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna be able to find it. Is it Oh, here it is. Here it is. Okay. Is oh, it oh, this is for everybody going through tough times. Believe me, been there, done there. But every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. Every day above ground is a great day. Remember that. So that is taking on the complexion of the dead to. Live every day as if it's your last, right? And realizing that being alive and being able to live a life and to have a day is a blessing, right? So that's lowering expectations and taking on the complexion of the dead and realizing that to even have the the opportunity to experience things is a gift, right? Right? And to, to view things as a dead person. Because the complexion of the dead, the c- complexion is like the general state of being, right? So the dead are dead. They are no longer living. So they can no longer have the privilege of, of, of having a day, right? So to a dead person, they probably miss getting cut off, right? And having that humanly interaction, you know? Because getting cut off is just so classic, you know, and I'm sure a dead person misses, you know, raging over Lamar Jackson fumbling. And so to, to live like a dead person is to view a life in all aspects of it as a gift and, 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 and whatever the divine logos wills and whatever it, whatever it creates, is the perfect scenario because that's how we are, you know, right now and 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 to um to take things as they are is is to live the good life. So in sum, stoicism is about Not necessarily lowering expectations, but taking things as they come, right? So if something good happens, great. If something bad happens, oh you know, that'll happen. And and so um what we should do and one of my um personal philosophies is that if I can't, you know, so say I get a bad um uh, I could get a bad score on an exam, right? And it was really bad, and I know I could have studied more, and I know I shouldn't have gone out you know, the night before, but I did, and now I'm paying for it, right? So I have the exam in my hands. I have the test in my hands. I have the quiz, whatever it is, right? I have it, and I'm looking at it, and in my mind, I'm thinking, God, I am so dumb. I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done this. Man, I should have done something different. But in the end, can we control it? No, we could control it at the time, but now we can't, right? You can't change your test score. You can't change the decisions that you made before. You can't, make, you can't uh, change the decisions that you have made in the past because time goes on, right? So the only thing that you can control is, is your reaction to it and how you behave next time and your actions and your thoughts before the, the next exam, right? So to learn from these hardships and from these mistakes is, is to learn how to live the good life. So that's stoicism for you. I don't really have many, like, history... I uh, <laughs> History as like history historical combination, but I don't really have many history little um, facts you know um, but if you want to learn more about stoicism, look it up. They got a Wikipedia page, there's all kinds of videos on stoicism, all kinds of books. I think it's a very useful philosophy and um, it will i in my opinion lead lead to to a better life. but that's it for today. Ah, uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, come back next week, no, two weeks now, uh, for more. Um, I'm not sure what I'll be doing, but it will be good. Trust me. Um, thank you for listening. You're welcome for making this, and I will talk to you guys later.